Hi, I'm Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, and I'm here with my good friend John Howell from Chicago, and um, we're going to attempt at making a great podcast for you guys, so bear with us. And John's brought his own questions to the um, to the table today, so I'm going to go ahead and just turn it over to you and let you get going. Well, the, the thing I wanted to ask you here, and we have a couple minutes, obviously, to answer, but, you know, I, I have uh, good relationships with three different big banks, all of which every time I'm either buying a property or refinancing a property, they constantly come to me and say, let us do it. We'll keep it all in-house. It'll work well for you. It's just a rubber stamp. You know, it's a template. We know what we're doing. I I have thought guys like you, especially a a guy who's as as successful as you are, not only in St. Louis, but Chicago and all over the Midwest, all over the nation, really, the reason you're successful is you're just more comprehensive, have a better idea what's going on, and can offer a lot more options than a traditional big bank. You better believe it. You know, the big banks are great. I've also got... well, with the business and personal, lots of relationships with a lot of lot of banks. And um, on a personal level, they're really good for when I need a car loan. But when you need a mortgage, you know, a company like ours is so different because we can offer that one-on-one experience. We can take you from start to finish in about 30 days instead of three months. We can offer you generally a lower rate, maybe less cost, but of course, no out-of-pocket costs. And when you come in and talk with us, you're dealing with, like I said, a mortgage professional, someone that lives it, eats it, eats it breathes it, and um, that's, that's the big difference, I think. No marble floors and no columns, but other than that, you do a better job. Absolutely. We'll leave the marble floors for the bank. Yeah, you might as well. So I go to thehomeloanexpert.com and find out how I can meet face-to-face with you. You better believe it. Thehomeloanexpert.com, or you can always call our offices directly. Here in Chicagoland, the office number is 773-770-4727. All right, I'm ready for another question. Hit me with one. Well, the, the next thing, I noticed in the Scotsman, which is your trade publication, obviously, that Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, number one as far as closed loans nationwide. That's terrific. It's one thing to write a loan. It's another thing to actually close a loan, right? That's right. <laughs> you know, I think if they um, if they had a contest for who could sign up the most loans, we probably wouldn't win that one. But we uh, we close almost every loan we sign up. We do uh, we do things a little bit different. We do a lot of uh, upfront work. You know, when you call into our office, we're not just you know what's your name, what's your social date of birth, and uh, how do I call you back in twenty minutes. It's we go through the whole gauntlet. It's about a ten minute upfront phone call, which I don't want to scare people away, but that's the way to do it right. When I do call you back, we have options worked up. We know you'll get them closed. Who would you rather deal with, people that have been through the process before and they've maybe developed bad habits and bad relationships, not with you, but with previous uh, originators of mortgages, or somebody who's, it's their first purchase, like a newly married couple who are making their first purchase starter home. Is it better from a professional standpoint to deal with them or somebody that's a little bit more experienced, albeit that may come with some baggage? I want them all and everybody in between. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. Um, In all honesty, first-time homebuyers are great. It's, um, it's, you know, it's maybe not the best for us because the loan sizes might be a little bit lower, this mm-hmm. or that. But the opportunity to work with a first-time home buyer and teach them the right way to do things and how a loan should work and what questions they should be asking. Cost, rate, payments are just the beginning of that. And then they're, um, they're knowledgeable. They know everything moving forward. You can, I can tell when I'm working with a past client, you know, maybe they've refinanced or bought a house somewhere else. 
I can tell if they were if they're asking the right questions or if not, just how their experience was, you know, before they got to us. You must get a lot of repeat business. Absolutely. We're at a forty two percent referral. That was an easy one for me to answer. Forty two percent. So I have a hundred clients, forty two were referred by a past client. That's terrific. I mean, is there anybody in the industry that has a higher percentage than that? Uh, not that I'm aware of. The industry average last time I checked in that famous Scotsman guide we mentioned earlier in the podcast, it was about three to seven percent was the average referral in the lending industry. The other thing is the times I've been through this and I've probably been through it now. 10 or 12 times, uh, it, 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 everything changes so often that if you don't have a pro involved or somebody that really is up to the, the top echelon, the top level in the industry, you're going to get lost. And there's going to be mistakes made that can cost you huge dollars down the line. You better believe it. We have a guy in our office, and I'm not kidding. All he does is study lender and investor guidelines. That's it. And, and I'm not kidding when I tell you that we have well, I won't name him. Um, we have people at other banks and mortgage companies actually call on this mysterious guy. His name is Kyle at my office. But they call him and say, hey, here's the deal. I've got a loan. And we used to be able to do it this way. Now we can't. What are you running into with that upfront mortgage insurance or with that this or that? And uh, we have a guy, that's all he does is he just reads guidelines. If I'm getting ready to buy a house, especially if I'm young, maybe my first time home, even before I go look at homes, what do I put together for you so that the process can be facilitated when we finally sit down face to face. If you're even considering buying a home, just call the office. Just just give us a call. Let's start that conversation now versus when you find that house. And it would help if you had your income, you know, what you make every year, where you work. If you knew that off the top of your head, that'd be great. Um, some people don't. I know that sounds crazy. Um, date of birth and social. And if you have a co-borrower, a spouse, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever that might look like, mom or dad, if you had their date of birth and social, that would help also in that first call. Gosh, I tell you, structuring these loans, are so, especially for veterans, you know, there's five or six different options for veterans, I would imagine. Yep. How do you do with uh, VA loans? Uh, we love VA loans. It's um, we're actually on um, a big push this year. We won that big award with Scotsman Guide for FHA loans. This year, I want to take it for VA loans. We um, we take our responsibility to the men and women who have served this country very serious at my office. I did the Baton Death March um, for um, for a lot of reasons, but it was a good eye-opening experience of just, you know, what these people put themselves through to sacrifice and what they sacrifice for our freedoms that we enjoy every day. But VA loans, we're going to win that award. You can put me on uh, put me on record there. But there's several different programs, my understanding, as far as you better find somebody that knows what he or she is talking about before you delve into that, especially for those who have put their lives on the line for our country. We want to make sure they're well taken care of. Absolutely. I would just recommend if, you're, um, if you've been in the military, whether you have your certificate now or not for the VA loan, just call the office. We'll roll out that red carpet for you. We will treat you with the respect you deserve. Ryan, I saw recently you had uh, taken part in a recreation of the Bataan Death March from World War II in the Philippines. Why did you put yourself through that down in New Mexico? The Baton Memorial Death March is something that was brought to me about three or four years ago. And um, I have a dear friend. He's a captain in the Army, um, Captain Zuka. And his grandfather lost his life during the initial, the original march in 1942. And um, he had done it at that time two times previously. And he said, hey, you should do this. I know you like to do extreme things that really put your body to a test. And I didn't think I was physically in shape. Um, then he came to me again this year. He said, hey, I'm going back down to White Sands Missile Range. I'm going to do the Baton Memorial Death March. You should jump on board. It's the least you can do for all the men and women who have lost their lives or, so that you can have this great business and all these other wonderful things. So I took him up on it, and I did it this year. How long of a of a course and how many days? It's a one-day event. So um, it, it's 
the very small sample of the pain that the men and women of uh, the original death march went into. It's one day. It took us about 11 hours. It's Let me give you some of the details. It's 26.2 miles in the high desert sand. Mm. And um, I went in, obviously, as a civilian, but I was the only civilian out of the six-person team. And we chose to go heavy, which means you carry at least 35 pounds on your back. I, I had roughly 50 at the end of it. It is... Um, it's fun when you get there in the morning. It's exciting. There's the Blackhawk helicopter flybys, and um, everybody's giving speeches and talks, and you're amped up, and the first mile's not that bad. But about mile two or three or four, you're really starting to think, oh, man, yeah, what am I doing? Only have 20 to go. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and the, the thing is, too, this is to obviously raise money. It's a great uh, philanthropic endeavor on your part, Ryan Kelly. But, you know, in 1942, if you fell down, uh, you were done. You were beheaded or shot or just ran over by the Jeep. Yeah. You better believe it. It was a brutal, maybe one of the most brutal aspects of American history, the 1942 Bataan Death March in the Philippines. And as brutal as the heat is in, in uh, New Mexico, the humidity in the Philippines was something else they had to deal with. The jungle. Can you imagine? You're no, marching I can't. 60 miles, no food, no water. You got roughly 30, 60 pounds, something on your back. Everything you want to take, you kick it. And um, that was a four-day march. And um when you do, uh, when you create these options for veterans and you, you do a lot of work in helping veterans get their first home or maybe refinancing, I mean, because you take part in this recreation of the Bataan Death March, it must mean even that more. It must be more satisfying when you do have a successful outcome when you're helping a veteran. When we do veteran loans, I try to get on the phone with them. If they come to the office, I like to sit down with her, with them, whether they're meeting with me or one of the other loan officers. I like to hear their story. You know, nothing, nothing, uh, Nothing gets me more excited. This sounds corny as can be, but when I see um, when I see one of the veterans waiting in, you know, the lobby area to meet with the loan officer, and I see one of those old school World War II hats, or yeah. you know, <laughs> they have the buttons all over and everything else, I know I get, I clear my schedule for an hour because when I want to hear about stories, they're going to talk and talk. But um, it's great, great deal. Ryan Kelly is here, the home loan expert. Of course, you're throughout the uh, Midwest, obviously, and expanding. But uh, Indianapolis is a market. You're here in Chicago now. I know you're originally from St. Louis. Here it goes. Uh, you know, a lot of our Chicago people want to know that if they're a Cub fan or a White Sox fan, even though I assume you're a diehard Cardinal fan, uh, you're still going to help them out as well. You better believe we were. I, I'm a big fan of baseball. Well, um, well, let's not leave it there. I was born and raised a Cardinal fan. There it is. Um, but I have a strong tie here to Chicago. In fact, my firstborn, my daughter, is, is Addison, you know, named after the famous street. And um, before my wife and I got engaged, we were at the um, we were at the police concert at Wrigley Field. And sure. um, great memories here. Do you know there's a connection between the Cards, the White Sox, and the Cubs? Harry with Carey. Harry Carey, of course. Who left St. Louis after a long and successful career there and uh, wound up here in Chicago and had a great career here as well? Well, you don't mess with the boss's wife. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know, hey, note to all the people hey, in my hey, office. Hey, <laughs> hey, let's let's leave that family and the legacy of Harry Carey out of this. Are you also, I would assume, then you are a Cardinal fan still, a St. Louis Ram fan, or a Cardinal fan? You know, the Cardinals originally from Chicago as well. I'm talking the football Cardinals. Um, I enjoy watching the um, I enjoy watching the um, Cubs. I enjoy the White Sox. I really enjoy watching the Bears. We don't have a football team, as I think everybody in the universe knows. That Not was, that I'm rubbing that in. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I was um, I was a Rams fan. Who wasn't? And when the talks came about uh, moving to Inglewood and just the way the whole um, the whole thing went down, it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna leave that to a whole other podcast. How's that, Ryan Kelly? You would never abandon anybody that you were working with the way the NFL abandoned St. Louis, would you? You better believe I would never <laughs> do that. Oh, and you know what? The card and the baseball. You know, I must say this, and I've lived in Chicago for thirty plus years. But is there a better baseball town, frankly, as as crazy as we are here for the Cubs and the White Sox? 
Cardinal fans, that's a special breed. Am I right? Well, as far as knowledge? Let me give you a little sample. Um, opening day this year for the St. Louis Cardinals, this is the 2016 series, was um, just like the Cubs and White Sox, not at home. You know, we opened out on the road against Pittsburgh. Um, Fox Sports Midwest, which is our local Fox Sports affiliate that um, televises 90% of the games, started the opening day program at about 8 a.m. And the game, <laughs> the game didn't even start till mid-afternoon. Yeah. So it gives you an idea. The, the whole city wears red, of course. So, you know, Cardinals are what we have. We don't have two two baseball teams. We don't have an NBA team. We don't have an NFL team anymore. We have the Blues still. So we have uh, we have baseball and we have hockey. And um, I think when you're born and raised in St. Louis, you're listening to Jack Buck, you're, you're yeah. following the Cardinals, you're for me, it was Vince Coleman. It was Ozzie Smith. It was, you know, Tudor. It was all of those guys growing up that, you know, you just you fall in love with the team. I grew up in Michigan. My team was the 68 Tigers, who defeated who in 68. This may be before your time, but Bob Gibson and the Cardinals. Oh, man. Well, and, of course, Cub fans won't forget about trading Lou Brock <laughs> to the Cardinals. Well, we could talk about Jason Hayward. We can keep this conversation <laughs> yeah. going yeah. all day. Bottom line is, I'll end it the way I started. I'm a big fan of baseball. You yeah. know, I... I just like to watch a, watch a game, you know, if I turn on the um, Sunday night ESPN game or whatever it is, it, 